Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. I would like to welcome everybody to this Resurrection Sunday service. And I would like to present you the message of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for this opportunity to hear your word and to understand the meaning of resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, that your Holy Spirit will speak to us today. Anoint us and, Lord, shower your knowledge, your revelation and truth upon us, Lord. And we will walk out of this place changed. We will never be the same. We will have more faith. We will experience what you say in the Bible, Lord. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. When we talk about Easter or Resurrection Sunday, we are talking about change. We are talking about victory. We are talking about power. Because God himself took the worst situation possible. That is the death of his son. He took it. He turned around and he makes such a most powerful event of the human history. That is the resurrection of his son three days after he died on the cross. And this power has changed people's life, including me. This power has made some good things to this world and to many people around the world. The Bible says in Romans chapter 5 verse 10, For if we, when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his resurrected life. In another version say, just think how our life will expand and deepen by means of his resurrected life. So Jesus came and died and he was raised from the dead. Not to just set up a religion. He is not interested in religion at all. Jesus came and he was raised from the dead in order to help us, to change our life, to save us. And to bring us back into relationship with the almighty God, our creator. He did not come with rule and recreation and rituals. He came to give us life. The life that come by the power of his resurrection. Therefore today, Jesus wants to invite you to join into this power of resurrection. In Luke chapter 5 verse 32 in message, Bible say, I am here. Inviting outsiders, not insiders. An invitation to a changed life. Change inside and out. God is inviting you to come to meet his son who is a living God. So that your life will be changed forevermore. Do you want to have something in your life change? What do you want to have changed in your life? In 1997... Tiger Woods, in the first year of his professional golf, golfing, 
he won altogether five tournaments, and he gained many million dollars. After the first year, he talked to his coach, my coach. I like to change my golf swing. I think I can be better. And his coach said, "Go for it." So from 19 months, he was practicing and changed his golf swing. And later on, he won 10 out of the 14 tournaments. Can you imagine? One of the greatest golfer learned how to change the way he swung the golf club. We may be good people. And you are good people. You may have a nice life already. You say that you have a good life. You have a nice home. You have a good family, good job. But you could be better. You can have something change in your life to be better than before. Actually, we all should expect to improve and to be better and change. As a neurosurgeon, I always try to improve my skill. How to perform surgery faster, better, with a better outcome. So now, after 30 years of practicing, I know I'm better than 30 years ago. We always have some room to improve. God gives us so much potential to improve, and right now we may only using a fraction of the potential that God has given to us. Nothing. Can be compared to what you're gonna be in the future if you allow God to change you by the power of resurrection. By the way, the goal of the believer is to become perfect, like the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says we grow or we change from glory to glory to glory until we become like the Lord Jesus Christ. You say, "Yes, I want to change. I'm gonna try harder," but. In order to change, you don't try harder, because if you try harder, you will fail and you get discouraged. The change starts not on the outside. Some of you may say, "Yeah, I change by changing my car. Maybe I use one kind of car. I can use another car. Maybe change your hairstyle. Maybe change what kind of makeup you use, or what kind of clothes you wear." The change doesn't start on the outside. The change starts from internal. You have to change from the inside. So today we're going to learn three principles. How to improve. How to be better. How to be a different person. How to get better in life. Some of you may say, "I want to change my name, so I can get better." No, changing your name will not make you better. Today we're going to learn three principles from the Scripture. How God can change us to be better than before. The first one is in Romans chapter 12, verse 2. I will read from NLT. Let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. So the first principle is to open our mind to God's power, or in other words, we need to change from the inside the way we think. We cannot try to change by working harder, but we will change by changing our thinking first. What do we need to do to change our own mind to the power of God? Open to the power of God. We need to be open to the possibility of the existence of God. God exists. We need to be open to the possibility of God's power, of God's love. Of God's caring for us, His help, His love for us. 
We need to be, have the open mind to say, my, God may be real. God loves me. I want to l- learn more about Him. I want to have an open mind to learn about God. And when you start that way, then you begin to experience the change. You have to change the way you think. Some of us may say that, oh, I think my friends are open-minded. But when your friend comes to you and say, you know, I have a big marriage problem. It's going downhill. And you just say one sentence, oh, have you ever considered praying to God and asking God to help you in your marriage? Right away, your friend look at you like you come from another planet. They think that you are crazy. You are not to talk about God. God cannot help people who try to help themselves. God only helps people who are willing to admit that I cannot help myself anymore. I need to quit trying, but I want you to help me. It's a matter of trust and faith. And open our mind to say, God can help me. And I see this all over the world. When people humbly come to God and say, Lord, I need your help. Boom, miracle happened. God began to change their life. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 18, in Living Bible, the Bible says, Many are far away from the life of God because they have shut their minds against Him. So they cannot understand His ways. We need to open our mind to understand God's way. If we shut our mind, we will never fight God. And we will never experience the powerful transformation that God can give to us. You open your mind to the possibility that God can heal you from your sickness, can help you in your marriage, can help to change your character, to help your job, your profession. What causes people to close their mind to God? I have noticed, I have watched people's life, and I noticed that there are few reasons that people are close their mind to God. Number one, hurt. Some people are hurt by churchy people, by religious nuts in the church. <laughs> they call themselves Christian, but they go out and commit adultery and cheat money and lie to people, but they call themselves Christian. So when you are hurt by religious nuts, You think, if God is that way, if these people are this way, I'm not going to open my heart to God. Let me tell you something. Don't blame God for what other people do. There are no perfect Christians. Christians still make mistakes, and there are some religious people in the church that they will hurt you. So don't look at human. Always look at God. Number two, that people don't want to open their mind because of the pride. People think that they can run their own life. They can make their own choice. They can do their own things. I don't need God. I am my own God. I am strong enough to handle my own life. Oh, I tell you, that is a big mistake. I have so many times in my surgery. Wow, when the bleeding came and I could not stop. The first idea I thought, wow, this patient is going to die on the table. Right away, I cried out to God and say, God, help me. Suddenly, the bleeding stopped supernaturally. So I know that so many times, even as a doctor, I cannot help myself. I need to depend on the power of God. Amen? Cannot do much without the power of God. Number three, people don't open to God because of fear. They are so fearful. They fear that if they turn to God, 
they're going to look like churchy people, look like religious people, look kind of weird. No, don't worry about it. You don't need to fear God. Every time when the angel show up in the Bible, the angel will say, don't be afraid. You know why? Because God loves you. Are there any area in your life that you think you need to change? Are there any habits, bad habits that you struggle with and you feel that, wow, I wish I could stop being short-tempered. I wish I could stop smoking. I wish I could stop being a drug addict. I wish I could be better husband. But you struggle. You could not change. I wish I could be more self-disciplined, but you could not do it. Is there any area in your relationship, maybe your relationship with your spouse, with your kids, with your boss, your relationship with other people is going in a sour mode, in a bad shape. Or you may struggle with the issue of forgiving somebody. And you say, I cannot forgive, I cannot forget about what he did to me. Definitely, from the human perspective, there are a lot of things in our life that we cannot change. We cannot improve at all. We struggle and struggle and struggle. But from God's perspective, He is so powerful. We need to open our life to the power of God. When we talk about resurrection, wow, as a doctor, it's very powerful. When the heart stops beating, you try everything. You pump resuscitation. You give epinephrine into the vein. You try to shoot medication. You try everything. Put the tube in the throat and try to get the person alive again, but after a few minutes, after the oxygen disappeared from the brain for five minutes, and the brain became dead, you know as a doctor, is hopeless by the medical science. That person is dead. To make a person alive again from being brain dead is impossible from the scientific point of view. So to raise Jesus from the dead on the third day, and he's still alive today, he must have very Great power to be able to do that. And God has power, incredible power to change your life. And He can make your life better. He can make your marriage better. You can make your job better because He is so powerful. In Ephesians chapter 1, verses 16 to 20, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation to open our mind, open our mind to receive in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. So we have a new perspective, new understanding, open our mind to see, to understand that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. God wants us to open our mind to his power, the power that raised Jesus from the dead. If he could raise Jesus from the dead, he can raise your dead marriage. Amen. 
He can raise your dead body. If you have sickness, he can cure that. He can raise your dead career, profession. He can raise your dead dream, your dead relationship. But we need to open our mind to receive that power, to understand the power of resurrection. Number two, if you want to see change in your life, to be better, to be improved. Number two, we need to open our heart to the grace of God. The word grace is a big, big word. It's hard to explain in one minute. Grace is not something you earn. It's not something you buy. It's not something you work for it. Grace is the favor of God. The person who is higher than you, more powerful than you, extend loving kindness to you, who is lower, who is less powerful, Grace and favor is the kindness of God. God shows loving kindness to you by helping you, empower you, strengthen you, forgiving you. It's very difficult to find grace from human. But God gives grace to us 24-7. You can wake up this morning and get to your bathroom because of the grace of God. Your heart is still beating because of the grace of God. Your brain is still working Because of the grace of God. Amen. Amen. You still can talk because of the grace of God. I read a story about it's hard to find the grace from human being. A magazine. This is a story. I was driving too fast in the snow one day in Boulder, Colorado. When a policeman pulled me over and gave me a speeding ticket. I tried to talk to him out of it by telling him how worried I was about my insurance going up and what a careful driver I normally was. Have you ever been in that situation? <laughs> Get a ticket and you think, could you please don't give me the ticket. I beg him for grace. I beg him. But he said, if you don't like it, you just go to court. The first game of the next baseball season, this man who wrote this article is a referee for the baseball game, or we call umpire, the umpire of the baseball game. I was umpiring behind home plate, and the first batter up was that same policeman. I recognized him, and he recognized me. He nervously asked me, how did things go with your ticket? I just stared at him. Then I told him, swing at everything. No grace on both sides. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, thank you for his grace and favor. You know, when God gives grace to you, he can work in the heart of people to show grace to you. When I came to the U.S. in 1985, I did not come with any paper from my medical school. I did not even have evidence to be a doctor. And I show up in the office of the chairman of University of Washington. His name is Dr. Richard Wynn. And I walk in with a broken English and I say, can I work here to be a resident? He looked at me and by the favor of God, he accepted me in without even one paper. I didn't even apply. He just said, come in, you can work in the Department of Neurological Surgery at University of Washington. And by the grace of God, I got into the program, I got the diploma, I finished the training. Then by the grace of God, I got the best job in Bellevue and Kirkland to practice there for many years now. This is the grace of God. 
God can help me change my life for being a doctor in a small town in Thailand. And then God moved me to America to get training, get the job, get a good job, and raise kids here and become a pastor of this church. This is the grace of God. Indeed. Indeed. Amen. You may say, Pastor, but you earn it. You work so hard. Yeah, I work hard. But if God doesn't work in the heart of Dr. Wynn, I would not get the job. If God did not help me in my surgery at Harborview Hospital, I would be fired. If God did not help me to find a job in Bellevue, I would be out of this city now and may work somewhere in the world somewhere. But God graciously helped me. I cannot boast that I earn it. With his help, he can change my life. With his power, with his grace, my life is totally changed. Amen. He has the power and grace to change us. In the book of Ephesians chapter 1 verse 8 in Living Bible, God has showered upon us the richness of his grace. For he understands us and knows what is best for us at all times. God saw us in our mother's wombs. God saw the first breath that we wake up from the mother's womb. God knows everything, every thought, every mistake we make. God knows every good thing we did. He knows the bad, the good, and the ugly in our life. But He still loves us, and He still cares for us, and wants to help us. That is called grace. I heard the story of a couple. A husband bought a cleaning service, a maid service for his wife for one year. This lady gonna come, the lady from this cleaning service would come every Thursday around 10 a.m. to clean the whole house for the wife. But after it happened for a while, she hated it. And the husband learned to hate it too. Because on Thursday morning, they both would wake up early in the morning to clean the house beforehand. Because they think that I don't want this maid to learn that we're so sloppy and our house is a mess. So they pay money. But they'll clean the house before the maid show up. Many people act like that to God. They say, God, I cannot come to church. I cannot come to you until I clean my act up first. Until I become perfect, then I become a Christian. I need to be a good man first, a good woman first. I need to clean all of my junk out of my life by my own strength before I become your son and your daughter. That is a big mistake. That is like that couple try to clean their house, even though somebody going to come in and clean the house for them. Some people try to help God's grace. God say to you today, come to me the way you are. Bring your good. Bring your best. Bring your bad. Bring your ugly. Bring the things that you're embarrassed about. Bring the things that you are ashamed of. Bring everything, even though those things you don't anybody to know about, including your wife. Bring everything to me. The way you are, I know everything about you. And I have enough grace for you that I can forgive you. And I can help you to be a new person. And I can change your life forevermore. Don't worry about it. Come the way you are. I know every single thing in your life anyway. Come to me. In Romans chapter 8 verse uh, chapter 3 verse thir- uh, 22 Roman 3 22 the Bible say 
God say that He will accept and acquit us, declare us not guilty if we trust Jesus to make a way to take away our sins, and we all can be saved in the same way by coming to Christ. You come to Him, to Christ, no matter who we are or what we have been like. I like this scripture. We can come to God, no matter who we are. You can be Chinese, you can be Laotian, you can be Thai, you can be Americans, you can be Korean. You may mess up in your life. You say, "Oh, Pastor, you don't know how much, how many mistakes I make in my life." I don't want to know either. Don't tell me. Just go to God. Don't tell me. I don't need to know your mistake in the past. Just go directly to God. Just go to Him. No matter who you are, no matter what you were like or what mistake you make in the past, God does not look at your religious background. God does not look at your past. He is ready to wipe out every sin, every fault, every mistake, every. That you do wrong in the past, and He is ready to give you the power of resurrection to change your life to become a new person that you won't dream of, and you believe that I can change this much by the power of God. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter one verse eighteen, "Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow." He is ready to wipe every sin out of your life. Amen. Amen. So come to Him. You may have a failure in your life. You try very hard to come to Him, and Jesus say, "Come on in. It's okay. I can change your failure, your mistake, into the victory. You can start over again from today on. I can help you. I'm gracious to you. I have the power and the grace for you. I will help you forever. Amen." In Ephesians chapter two, verse eight. The Bible say, "Saving this is from Message Bible. Saving is all His idea and all His work. All we do is trust Him, not try harder enough to let Him do it. It is God's gift from start to finish. So come to His grace. It's not your job. It's not that you earn it. You don't pay for it." You just come to him, trust him, and let him change you. Let him help you. Let him empower you, and wipe out all the mistake in your life. Let him help you. James chapter four say he will give grace to the humble. Come to him and tell him, whisper to him, God, I need your help. I humble myself and I need your grace. Amen. Amen. So number one. Open your mind to the power of God. Number two, open your heart to the grace of God. Number three, open your life to God's love. Let me read Ephesians chapter three, verses sixteen to nineteen from the Message and Living Bible. I pray that Christ will live in you as you open the door and invite Him in. And that you will be able to feel and understand. Feel mean experience. You will be able to experience and understand how long, wide, deep, and high His love really is, and to experience this love for yourself. 
It's wonderful to hear testimony of people how God loved them, how God healed them from cancer, God healed their dad, healed their kids and their bad babies, how God gave them a job. But you need to experience the love of God yourself. How do you do that? You open your mind to accept the power of God. You open your heart to receive the forgiveness and the love and the grace of God. Now you open your life. You open the door of your life and say. God, I know you love more than anybody else. No one in this world loves you more than Him. He loves you more than even your parents. He created you to know Him and to love Him, and He can love you. He created you for the loving relationship. He loves you, and He wants you to love Him back. So, God wants to show love to you. He wants to come into your life, but you need to open the door of your life and invite him in. You need to let him come in, and you can experience the love of God yourself. I remember when I opened my heart to receive Jesus. Actually, I watched that same movie that you watched a while ago, more than 32 years ago, from Campus Crusade. After I watched, at the end, I prayed to give my life to Jesus. That same movie. Jesus. And I invited Jesus to come in. I feel the love of God flow into me right away. And I begin to see the love of God work in my life. He healed my daughter. He healed my wife. He helped me to find a job. He helped me with my practice. I can experience because I opened my life for God to come in. Before I end the teaching, I would like to read a story of a woman named Jenny. I need to read it because it's more clear than I just say it myself. Jenny grew up on a cherry orchard near Traverse City, Michigan. Her parents, a little old-fashioned, tended to overreact to her nose ring, her music, and the way she dressed. One night in an argument with her father, she screamed, I hate you. I never want to see you again. And that night she ran away, catching a bus to Detroit. The second day in Detroit, she met a man with the biggest car she would ever seen. She off, he offered her a ride, bought her lunch, and gave her a place to stay. He even gave her some pills that make her feel better than she had ever felt in her life. The good life continued for about a year. That man who she now called boss taught her a few things that men like. And since she was underage, men would pay a premium for her. She lived in a penthouse and ordered room service whenever she wanted. But after a year, she became ill and her boss became mean. Soon she was out on the streets without a penny to her name. The little bit of money she made turning tricks all went to support her habit. One freezing night on the street, sleepless and hungry, Jenny was overwhelmed with a longing to go back home to the Sherry Orchards, the warm home and her golden retriever. Sobbing, she called her home three times, only to get an answering machine. The third time she said, Mom, Dad, it's me. I want to come home. I'm catching the bus. And I will get there 
about midnight tomorrow night at the station if you are not there i guess i just stay on the bus to canada on the seven hour bus trip home jenny began to have doubts what will i say what will they think will they even show up will they even be there at the station when the bus finally rolled into the small station the driver announced 15 minutes folks that's all the time we have here 15 minutes 15 minutes to decide her life she nervously checked how she looked in a little compact mirror as she walked into the terminal nothing could have prepared her for what she saw 40 people at midnight standing there uncles and aunts and cousins and brothers and sister and mom and dad and grandparents all of them in silly parties hats and blowing silly noise makers holding banners and a big banner that stretched the entire terminal that said welcome home as her eyes filled with tears her dad launched forward out of the crowd to grab her she said oh dad i am sorry her dad said we don't have any time for all apologies you are going to be late for the party we plan a banquet for you at home this story go along the real story go along with the story of the prodigal son the father opened the arms wide to receive the daughter back god right now want to say to you i make you i die for you i have power to help you welcome home give your life to me i forgive you I have the power and the grace and the love to change you. I throw a party for you. I'm so happy that you are coming back home. I want to read from Romans chapter 5 verses 1 to 2 in the Message Bible. We throw open our doors to God and discover at the same moment that he has already thrown open his door to us. If you open your door of life to God and say, God, come in. I want to experience your love. He will throw open the door as well. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 23 in the Message Bible. Jesus has his arms wide open for you. Jesus say, I'm waiting for you to come back home. I was resurrected so that I will show you that I have the power to help you. My grace is sufficient for you. Your life can be changed. I can help your marriage. I can help your finances. I can heal your sickness. I can help to have a better habit. Come home. I throw a party. I open my arms wide and come back to me. You can start over again 
And I can give you power to keep going and going and improving and get better and better and better. I am in the business of changing your life, loving you, and showing my grace to you. I wonder, you want to open your heart, your door today, to have Jesus in your life. Let Him come in. Some of you maybe call yourself Christian. But you still run your own life. You never allow Jesus to get involved in your life that much. Open your mind to his power. Open your heart to his grace. Open your life to his love. Experience his power. Experience his grace and his love. From today on, every day, Jesus, you are with me. Help me. You may not be a Christian in this room right now or listening to this teaching. I want to encourage you. Do the same thing I did 32 years ago. I came from a Buddhist background. I did not know God. Actually, when I was a Buddhist, I never heard the word, God love me. The only thing I know is that you help yourself. This is a rule and the law. You have 10 rules. Don't kill, don't steal, don't blah, 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 10 rules. I never make it. I do everything. I still kill animals, I still steal, I still lie to my mom and my dad. All the rules and recreation, I could not make it until one day when I watched the movie Jesus, he said, I love you. Come home. I came home to know God in 1982. And since that day, I start over. I have experienced the love, the grace, and the power of God in my life. Come home if you're not a believer. If you're not a Christian. God wants to have a loving relationship with you on this earth and for eternity. One last thing I want to say. God created you. And if you don't realize that God created you and you don't have relationship with him, your life will never make sense. You were not put in this world just to make money, to grow up, to go to school, to use money, to retire, and to die, and to take up the space and use all the oxygen on earth. You were put on the earth here with a purpose. Your life will never be fulfilled or your, your life will never make sense until you come to know your creator who is opening his arms wide to welcome you back. Come back home. And start a new life. Start over again. He has the power to change you and to make you a new person from glory to glory to glory every single day. If you want to do that, I would like to lead you to prayer. Let me pray for you first. And after that, I will lead you to prayer. Just simply pray to God, talk to God. I will pray for you first. Father, I pray, Lord, that your people who are sitting here or listening to this teaching will open their mind to your power. Open their heart to your grace, your favor, your kindness, your forgiveness. Open their life, throw open the door to receive Jesus, the love of God, into their life. Oh, Lord, and let them experience the power of the resurrection 
experience the grace of God and the love of God. I pray, Father, that they make a decision right now. They will not procrastinate. They not, will not wait. They will start over. They will begin to experience the power of resurrection. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah! If you want to pray, the prayer of coming back home, follow my prayer right now. Close your eyes and follow the prayer. God will see your heart and hear your voice. Father in heaven, I throw open the door of my life to receive Jesus. The living God, who died on the cross for my sin, who want to give me life, give it more abundantly. I received you, Jesus, into my life. Thank you, Lord, for opening your arms wide, throw a party for me, receive me back. Into your home. From now on, I will walk with you. Let me experience your power, your grace, and your love, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for loving me first. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If you have any sickness or any dead situation in your life, maybe your business is going downhill, maybe your marriage relationship is going downhill, whatever that you need the resurrection power to give life back to your situation. Maybe your dream is dead. Maybe you say. I want to get married, but s o u n d like my dream of getting married is dead now. God can help you. God can resurrect your dream. If you're those people, you just stand up, and I'm gonna pray for you. Just stand at your seat there. We'll pray for you. Stand up, and we pray that the resurrection power and the grace of God will be working in your life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lift your arms up, humble yourself, trust Him. God help the humble. Those who come to Him like a child, just trust Him. He is alive. He has the power and the grace for you. Oh Father, your people in this room. They need your help, Lord. Give them power. Give them grace. Give them your love. Whatever is dead in their life, I pray that the miracles of God's power, the resurrection power of God, by the power of the Holy Spirit, will resurrect the dead situation in their life. I command Satan, demon, and darkness to take away 
their hand from their life their marriage their relationship their finances their health their job their future their dream their vision their ministry and you shall shower the richness of your grace you know what is best for them you will give them the good things because you are the good god you say lord the perfect and good gift come only from above so right now we ask you lord to shower your good things upon your people in jesus mighty name amen Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's stand up and sing a song together. You can pick a song. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Amazing grace, every family in this room bless every single two bless their work their education bless their finances bless everywhere they go they will be the head not the tail they shall be above not beneath may the blessing of abraham come upon them lord give them the desire of their heart and they shall live for the kingdom of god they shall experience and see the goodness of God in the land of the living lord bless them indeed go with them everywhere they go lord your grace abound in everything they do lord in jesus name amen god bless you hallelujah turn to the person next to you and say God love you so much. I love you so much. God love you so much. <laughs> Thank you Jesus.
We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty.